Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And today we're going to be talking about something that I've avoided for much of my life, and it's a thing called risk. Well, that's a perfect uh, combo on this call, then. The thing you avoid and the thing I probably do too much of. <laughs> there you go, the yin and yang once again. Uh, when you long, as long the... as I'm yin and you're yang, then we're good. I mean, yang. As he said in the Golden Child, there's nothing wrong with my yang. Um, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear the word risk, uh, what comes to mind for you? Hmm. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is risk adverse. Like people that are risk adverse or companies or uh, situations like i think we all have them like we joke that i i might take more risks in general than than you but that all depends on the subject matter right mm -hmm. uh, i might take more i don't know financial risk in the markets but you might take more of a risk at a restaurant right ordering something where i'm like yeah i'm not gonna wear that here you might have i'll try it so like i think it you're risk adverse and situational. Mm -hmm. I always think of, you know, what what am I not wanting to risk at this time? Mm -hmm. I think that changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always go to like, what's the thing I'm not willing to risk, or what's the thing that person isn't willing to risk? Right. I associate risk with career and financials. I think that's. That was my my early conditioning with regard to to that concept of risk. Um, very much risk averse was my parents were, um, especially with money and career. So um, no surprise there. So whatever makes sense, whatever's logical, would be a less risky thing. Yeah. So. Whatever, what it is that I know, follow that. Got it. So it's kind of like the play it safe mentality. Yeah, totally. Totally. Whatever I understand, whatever I know, that's what I should do. And that's the safe, safe route to minimize failure or, you know, hardship or whatever, you know? Um, so. Yeah, it was, it was very much uh, uh, fear-based, but I didn't really understand that at, at the time growing up, that it was just a, a fear-based decision on how I was choosing career and whatever the hell I was doing. Yeah. And uh, what about now? What's your relationship to risk now? Um, I think it's the same. Like, I wouldn't call it reckless, mm -hmm. um, but I need... I lean more towards like taking the risk than not. Um, there's probably a little bit more prudence, obviously a family of five now instead of just me. 
<clears throat> so there's that to think about, but um, usually it's very intuition based. Um, I'll dance with logic, but that won't be the deciding factor. Um, it's more of what's the reward, um, what's possible. Like, is it have any, does whatever the thing I'm looking at have any um, intersection with other things, right? Is this in line with what I'm about, right? Like we just bought a property that we're going to rent out. Like a lot of people would say that's a risky move for reasons X, Y, and Z. And they're probably not wrong, but I'm like, okay, well, what's the downsides, right? I'm always like, yeah, there's risk in everything. There's risk in walking across the street. And for some people that might have them pause to cross the street. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to think the other way of like, hey, well, there's risk everywhere. Uh, so go for it. Uh, the only the only difference there would be <clears throat> more like others, like if it affects my children more. Um, but otherwise, yeah, like I'm probably just the same person, just with a little bit more of like spreading out the risk. I'm not. I might not skydive out of a plane Monday through Friday. I might just do it on Monday or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet, I don't know what the well, I don't know what the 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 the, the st- statistics are on people who die from skydiving, um, but I could imagine it being fairly low compared to people who've gotten into like car accidents. Yet we get in the car every day. Yeah, most, most days, right? Yeah, we get in the car, we eat garbage food. You know, we get all these things to our body. We wear them down, right? And like, I don't want to downplay that. Like people are going to do whatever they want to do. But <clears throat> I think they're like the word risk to me kind of has a negative connotation naturally. I don't think it needs to. Mm-hmm. Like we put that on. Yeah. Uh, and you talked about that in other topics, right? Just this natural negative association mm-hmm. from our conditioning and our experiences. Um, but we know that a lot of risky things create huge rewards. Mm-hmm. You look at all these business leaders, athletes, iconic folks, they took risks, right? Martin Luther King took risks. Mm-hmm. Harry Tubman took risks. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wright brothers took risks. Mm-hmm. And you like look at all these, you know, foundation folks in our in our world, in our country, and all over the place, they took a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times at the moment, it was dumb. Like, ten, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten out of people out of ten would have been like, eh, you should do that. And yet, they did it anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's, it's, in, in my experience, it was that negative connotation, that negative relationship to the word risk that made it like something to avoid, something to fear. But it was basically driven by by fear itself. So it was like playing to not lose, as opposed as opposed to playing to win or following inspiration and and joy and excitement, right? So like like the Wright brothers, like you mentioned, they weren't playing to lose. They were playing because they were fascinated by flight, and no matter what people said, they weren't going to let that negativity bring them down and stop them. 
right? So to them, it might have, like the word risk wasn't necessarily, uh, it didn't seem like, I mean, I, I don't know those guys, but it didn't seem like it would be something that, oh, is this going to be a risky venture or not? They probably contemplate that a little bit, but it was more so of what could be. Now, what what would it be like if if people did flight, fly, if we could fly, man could fly, humans can fly, right? Um, and then the word risk, if it did have a negative connotation, it just kind of gets pushed into the background where that's not even the focus. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's essentially like every day we wake up, we're risking a lot of things. Like you said, we're getting cars and stuff. Usually we don't stop to think about that, but you know, it's, we've talked about this before, but you know, you really, every situation, every day we can choose to be in faith or fear, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to be in both, mm-hmm. but yeah. we do it all the time. Yeah. We have faith that will, our car will get us to where we're going safely, but we might be fearful of money or our businesses or our relationships, or dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Well, we have faith that, like, when we cross the street, the car's going to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one, one of the biggest risks that we experience here in the U.S., marriage. First marriage is, like, 40, 40 to 50% fail and in divorce. And for, for, more, for beyond the first marriage, it's higher. It's like 60 to 67% of those second and third, fourth, fifth marriages fail, right? Yet we, we get married. So why do we continue to get married? It's not because we're calculating the risk of that. We're not even thinking about the risk of that for the most part. Well, I don't know if we're thinking about it, but we're definitely acknowledging it. Some, some friend some counselor some relative has mentioned that to every human who's gotten married male or female some sort of conversation that's like hey you sure you want to do this yeah and they mean well right they mean well yeah well but that's the thing like i don't think risk is the issue i think it's our response to the possibility of risk and our lack of response to our to the possibility of possibility. Right. Right. When we're driven by inspiration, by love, by possibility, like that word just kind of, kind of dissipates a little bit. Like the power of that just kind of floats away in a, in, in a sense. And we focus on that immediate thing in front of us that connection with that person. For example, if it's like a relationship, right? So yeah, he's not right for you. She's not right for you, whatever. But if you can't deny what you're feeling, you're going to go for it. And logically, yeah, maybe they're not a good fit, but you can't help but embrace that feeling that you have inside. And if it takes you to, towards marriage, then, then cool, right? But why don't we do that with everything? You know, when it comes to money, when it comes to career, we tend to try to think it out logically and 
plan it out in that using the the brain more so than than that inspiration that that really gets us through this whole negative connotation of what risk is. Well, yeah, we don't do it because it's challenging to choose and rechoose all the time. Logic's funny. Logic's not really logical. Logic is just corroborating our nonsense most of the time. Yeah. Not looking for defending our uh, wimpy behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we use most of the time circular logic, and I've been guilty of this a million times to make us feel good about not doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like we could, we can avoid this. It's, it's going to be going on forever. As long as there's something we don't know and we're venturing into an unknown space or an unknown relationship or career or opportunity, there's always going to be some sort of contemplation over is this worth it is this risky is it you know what's going to be the worst case scenario all of that stuff right and it's going to interfere with what our what our intuition deep down is actually saying yeah and look like i don't think there's anything wrong with like jotting down the worst case scenario the best case scenario and whatever like if that's part of someone's process great Mm -hmm. we're still going to be a choice if we didn't jot down the worst case scenario, we still know what that is. Mm-hmm. We still know what the best case scenario is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that could be part of someone's process. Ultimately, though, we're going to need to choose. Like you said, we can't get a, we can't get around or away from risk. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. It will be everywhere. Mm-hmm. But we have to be okay with still choosing who we want to be and what we want to do in spite of there being the possibility of risky situations. Mm -hmm. And it's so subjective. It is. Like the the firefighter who's in quote-unquote risky situations every day would not look at like me at a, I don't know, a Vietnamese restaurant like, ooh, I don't know if I should order this. Like their versions of risk right there are totally different. Mm-hmm. And the worst things that happen to me is my stomach hurts. Mm-hmm. The worst things that happen to that firefighter is they or someone else dies. Right. And big difference, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't want to like like that. Like I don't want to like put myself down in that example. It's still relative to the individual. But again, if one of my commitments is to be adventurous. Then there you go. It's not. It's not a difficult decision, right? And I think that's the thing we look at. I mean, you mentioned love and inspiration. I would also put on there commitment. Mm-hmm. If we're living out our commitments, especially when we don't wanna, then risk just has like a temporary seat at the table, but it doesn't really have any bearing on what we're doing. Yeah, I I think one of the biggest risks in, at least in my lifetime, is to 
not find out who I truly am. Like who, to not find out what is this authentic version of me. And in, and so it requires me to really tap into the love and inspiration and and commit my commitments and joy and, and those things that inspire me and that drive me to express myself in every way. And to not do that because something's too risky or I think something's too risky or this career path is too risky or I've never done this before, so I'm not going to try it. Or to even like lock myself into um, the identities that I'm familiar with. Right. Well, like that that would be a huge risk for me in this lifetime to not explore those things. Well, that's a pretty big paradigm shift from like how you grew up, right? Oh, yeah. You grew up the opposite. Like, hey, I'm going to stay in my lane, mm -hmm. I'm it's safe, know what I know and do what I do. And now you're saying behaving the opposite way, diving into the unknown, really exploring who I am and who I want to be and who I'll become is a risk. Mm -hmm. um, how did you get there? I don't know. Well, there's inner work, man. It's It's been years, years and years, and it's still going, obviously, until I die. But it's just the inner work of learning to know myself and not putting the the attention on what risk is or what um, necessarily what I'm afraid of. It's more putting the attention on like how do I want to authentically express myself? Like if my heart isn't open, how do I open my heart more? My mind isn't open, how do I open my mind, mind more? And it just doing those things, it, it helps. It feels really solid. Yeah. It feels right. It feels aligned. You know, so that it's not necessarily about risk anymore for me. It's more about alignment. And from the outside, they might think it's risky. But for me, it's not. It's not about risk. It's about alignment. You know, so it's almost like that word is kind of like, Kind of gotten kind of dissipating into the background yes it's still there of course yeah but so much less than what it was it wasn't like a def definite factor in all my decision making how risky is this it's not it's not there anymore it's more of like how aligned is this opportunity how aligned is this person and that's something that necessarily my my, my logical brain cannot give me the, 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 the consistent, reliable answer for. So it's really getting out of my head was, was, was the big part, like breaking down my own ego, my own um, self-righteousness. That's what really helped me to shift this relationship with, with risk. Nice. So, I mean, it sounds like... You were just in the work, learning about yourself, learning about transformation, and you became open to a new way of seeing things. Mm -hmm. 
and then you practiced it, you experienced it, seemed to resonate with you. And so, you know, the alignment process is more important than playing it safe. Yep. Or back then we could probably say you were simply aligned with doing whatever your parents were doing mm -hmm. and didn't question as much like most of us, right? And then as you grew older, you were probably trying different things and experienced different things. And obviously like you probably weren't super happy playing it safe at one point, right? Weird. And now you've adopted a totally different philosophy mm -hmm. where sure risk is something that just doesn't hold as much meaning as, as much weight. Right. Right. Yeah, man. I think, um, when, when I was feeling too comfortable or like bored, like going to the same restaurants, eating the same things, for example, to use that example, right? That there's, that's something telling me that's a, that's a hint. That's a clue. You know, that I'm not, I'm not like tapping into that inspiration, and love and joy and excitement, you know? And when I feel that it's like, my soul is almost like kind of dying a little bit, mm. like, like to, to take it to the extreme, you know, um, sense. So that's always a reminder for me. It's like, all right, I'm getting bored. I'm getting too content, too complacent. You know, what's, what's next on the adventure agenda mm. or, or what do I want to put on? What do I want to do? How else do I, does my soul want to express itself, you know, and just do that go for it. Try something different. Nice. So that's kind of the philosophy now. And it's yeah, definitely different from my parents, how they think, how I, I how I grew up, um, people around me, the mindset of the people around me, like it's completely different, but I don't see it as something like if you do this, you're going to die or you're going to be a failure. It's, it's, it, that's not even part of the equation anymore. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, that, that's things. A lot of the stuff we talk about is not, Hey, here's the one way or here's these three ways. Like it's really a personal choice. Yeah. Stemming from what, how people want to live and what they want. Um, and a lot of that is adaptive. You know, like, uh, I just speak for myself, like to my teens, twenties and thirties. And now in my forties want different things all the time. Things change. A lot of the core characteristics might be the same or traits, but how, how I show up and how I practice is different. Mm. Um, so that comes with curiosity and being adaptable. Right. Mm. And I think this risk. Thing, the negative connotation thing has a cloud of don't change, don't grow, stay the same, mm -hmm. um, play it safe, yep. um, you know, be smart and safe for a rainy day, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that, that, even that saying is like, well, what's wrong with rainy days? <laughs> right, right. Like, you yeah. know, like, they're, they're not bad. You don't have to water your lawn. We get your car washed, you know? <laughs> but again, like there are these things that like inherently on the onset aren't bad. Mm -hmm. But if we don't question them, if we just take them 
as face value or the fact or the whole truth and nothing but the truth, we can get into that cycle, right? Where you are not really happy, not miserable, but not happy, going to the same restaurants, eating the same food, being around the same people. And it's not like that. It's bad. If that's what people want, great. But it is limiting. Literally. Right. And if people are okay with that limits, awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But this idea of risk, it's like in this box. We're just put into this template. And if we go out of that template, oh, that's risky. Mm-hmm. That's risky. Mm-hmm. When that's not actually true. To, for you, it's a riskier to stay into that box. Yeah. And it's a child side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the bottom line. We just mentioned about there's nothing wrong with any any decision that anybody makes. It is, but it is limiting. And it really does tap into like what you really want. And you have to get really honest with yourself. Right. Wow. And to to realize that that there is that cloud of negative meaning attached to that word risk. Yep. And the more people around you use that word and use it in that way with that negative connotation, um, the more it's just going to keep being ingrained in your brain. What I understand. And so, you know, listeners out there that are hearing this word risk and maybe they're exactly like you or me, or maybe they haven't really paid attention to it. What, What's something they can take on a practical action step in in this idea of risk and this relationship to risk? Um, I think this is something that I that I might have mentioned in a in a previous uh, episode, but I think it it applies here too. So I'll say it again: If there's something, what's something one thing that you've always wanted to do that you haven't done yet? Like get real. What's one thing that you haven't done, but you've always wanted to do and go do it, go do it regardless of the excuse and just go do it. How about you? Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I would say write down all the things you are not doing because you're afraid of the risk or you just have fear in general, all the things. Mm. Big old mm. Yeah. There'll be there'll be some confrontation within the brain with that list. Yeah. Oh, and that's the thing. Free form. Like don't stop. Don't like judge it or logic your way through not writing it. Mm. Write it all down. And then bonus points for those A plus students out there. Um take one thing on with one of those things on the list. Then- Love it, man. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Where can the peeps come find us and communicate with us? All of our links are in the show notes. All the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, jeffmillercoaching.com. Hit us up on, you can see us on all streaming platforms. You can hear us actually. Um, please keep your comments coming. We love your feedback. We love your, your suggestions, all of your comments. Um, you appreciate the, the interaction. So thank you. Appreciate your support all. And my brother, see you on the next one.
Sounds like a plan. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share, and we'll see you on the next one.